Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. Verse 28, I want to lift our thought tonight. I just want us to stand. We might need a stretch anyway. But stand as I share with you from the King James Version of the Bible. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen? May the Lord bless this word. You may be seated. Amen. I want to talk to you on this first night of our revival around the theme, an exclusive invitation. A few days ago, I went to the mailbox and got our mail out of the box and went to my office. And in the midst of the letters and the magazines, there was a flyer with the words on it, the words on it, the phrase on it, an exclusive invitation. Mm -hmm. It was emblazoned on the flyer, these words, with an elegant dining experience depicted in the background Mm -hmm. at one of our area's popular restaurants. All right. When I received these medals, this is not the first time I received a flyer like this, Mm -hmm. declaring or communicating or an exclusive invitation, I know that I have become the object of a targeted marketing campaign. (laughs) And upon further examination of the flyer, I discover that this exclusive invitation and meal at one of our popular restaurants is about retirement planning, Uh uh, financial management, Uh new Medicare provisions, or investment and tax strategies. And I have to be honest with you tonight, there are times I have responded because the content or the seminar that was being advertised did interest me. But most of the times, I know immediately that these types of flyers have a catch. All right. Yes, sir. Catch. Yes, sir. Or a hitch. Yeah. And usually after a brief and cursory review, uh-huh. they find their way Whoa. into my waistband. <laughs> This invitation that is recorded in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28, this invitation cannot be so easily dismissed or discarded. 
Because to do so, church, would put ourselves in extreme danger yeah. or jeopardy. Yes, sir. The dictionary defines exclusive as restricted in distribution, uh -huh. use, or appeal because of expense. All right. Some of the synonyms, more popular synonyms for exclusive is preferred, posh, select, a choice. And so this text, as it began to play a kind of melody in my spirit, this text in this chapter of Matthew, a chapter that begins with an exceptional interrogation. Yes, sir by John the Baptist uh -huh. ends with an exclusive invitation by the one whose mission, ministry, and message John the Baptist seemed to momentarily question. Uh -huh. Why is this an exclusive invitation? All right. I'm glad you asked that question. Yes, sir. And it's just three things that the text tells us. This passage tells us about the exclusivity of this invitation. Yes. First of all, it is exclusive because of the person that declares it. All right. Or the person, you might say, that directs it. Uh -huh. The word me is pivotal in this passage. Mm. Jesus begins by saying, come unto me. Yes, sir. Come unto me. This invitation is exclusive not so much because of the object or the objects are potential beneficiaries yeah. but because of the one who extends or right. directs it. He says come unto me. Yeah. If anybody else said this then it would be fictitious. <laughs> It would be fantastical. Yes, sir. It would be fallacious. It would be frivolous. Yeah. But he says, come unto me. If I said this and said you'll find rest, you'd think I would be ego tripping. <laughs> or I would be smoking some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. That folk are trying to legalize. Yeah. This this part of it pivots and pulsates around the personal pronoun me. me. Because Jesus says, and you know who Jesus is. Yeah. He's the son of God. Yeah. He's the second member of the Godhead. Yes, sir. He declares and directs this invitation and he says, come unto me. me. And all that we're trying to do in this revival this week is to get a better understanding yeah. yes. and a better grasp yeah. and grip yeah. of who he is. Yeah. I mean, I ought to be in the presence of some folk who know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. If I walk out in the sanctuary and, and give you the mic, then everybody up in here ought to be able to tell us yeah. who he is. And not just who he is, but who he is to you. Yeah. Because this is Shouldn't nobody be able to talk about Jesus like you can. He said, come unto me. me. 
me, the one that Aristotle said is the unmoved mover, that great Greek philosopher. He said, come unto me, uh, the one that the Anglican bishop, Jean Paul Richter said, is the unutterable sigh in the heart of humanity. He said, come unto me. The poet uh, William Wordsworth said of him that he is the joy of elevated thoughts, say, since sublime of something deeply interfused. Come unto me. Isaiah said, He's the one who's wonderful. Yes, sir. Prince of Peace. Yes. Almighty God. Yes. Yes. Everlasting Father. Yes. Come unto me, the one that Job said, He's the Redeemer that lives. Yes. And because He is who He is, yes. all the appointed days of my time, I'm going to wait till unto me. Yeah. It is one of a number of exclusive divine invitations in the word of God. Yeah. Because this God we serve is an inviting God. Mm-hmm. He is the one that's always creating space. That's why tonight I ain't going to get upset if President Biden don't invite me to the White House. Yeah. If I don't get to Hang out in the Lincoln bedroom. It's all right. Because I have another invitation. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have a witness here? Yes, sir. I'm not going to get bent out of shape if I can't hobnob with some of the American elite. Because I have another invitation. Yes, sir. Because I serve and inviting God. Yes. Say, come unto me. Isaiah. Offered an invitation to apostate Israel. Uh, he said, Come now and let us reason together. Right. Said the Lord, Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And later he would say, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, Pastor Brent read it tonight. Come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, Come ye buy and eat, ye come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And the word of God ends with a wonderful invitation, exclusive invitation in the book of Revelation where the writer says, and let him that is a thirst come. Come. And whosoever will, <laughs> you on God's guest list tonight, y'all. Yeah. Whosoever will. All you got to do is have a willing heart and a willing mind. Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. It's an exclusive invitation because because of who offers it, who who directs it. He said, come unto me. Anybody else offer this to you, they selling you a bag of tricks. That's right. That's right. But it's Jesus. And perhaps tonight he's speaking that. You're going through something. And amidst all the noise of your problem, he's speaking to you. And he said, come Come. unto me. Unto me. That's right. But then it's an exclusive invitation also because of the problem that drives it. Not just the person that directs it or declares it, but the problem that drives it. It's in the text. I'm not making it up. It says, come unto me, all ye 
that labor and a heavy laden. In the immediate context, this invitation addresses the burdensome demands of the law. Uh, Jesus is, uh, is critiquing some of the strict Sabbath rules around how the Jews of that day approached God and served him. The law had become burdensome. That was just a minutia of regulations around baking and cooking, traveling, kindling fire, gathering wood, buying and selling, bearing burdens from one location to another. Things got so bad in terms of the, the, the strict regulations that on the Sabbath, it couldn't even Friday. Woo! And later in the Gospels, there's a stinging rebuke of the scribes and Pharisees. Jesus would say to them, they bind heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on men's shoulders. That's right. So there's a context where Jesus is addressing the ecclesiastical problem mm -hmm. that requires this exclusive invitation. Somehow, somehow they had missed the larger picture and vision that Jesus had come to fulfill the law, mm -hmm. to complete it. And then there is this experiential part of the text where we all are pulled into the discussion. I love the New Living Translation of this part of the text because it says, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. See, when I read that translation, it lets me know that while there was an immediate ecclesiastical context for the invitation, there's an experiential embrace that involves me. Right, right. Because it didn't say y'all, it said all. Oh. And I know I'm talking to some folk tonight yes, sir. who understands that there are times in our lives yeah. where we all experience oh. weariness. Yeah. And the load of life weighs down on us. Yeah. Do I have a witness here tonight? Yes, this is the part of the text where not only is exclusive, but it becomes exclusively inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> because it moves to a point where it involves all of us. That's right. Every one of us. In all of our lives, there are seasons of weariness. That's why Paul had to tell the Galatians, do not be weary in well-doing, because in due season, you shall reap. If you faint not, it might be somebody here tonight on the brink of throwing in the towel on a relationship, on a job, on a health situation. But I hope this text will help us tonight to hold on, yes. hold on. just a little bit longer. Yes. It's exclusively inclusive when it says, All ye mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that labor and a heavy labor. This is not just about Jewish life anymore, it's not just about Pharisees and scribes, it's about all of us. All of us who go through hard times. Yeah. We left St. Louis this morning. It was clear skies. Uh -huh. Beautiful day. Forecast was for temperatures that hit mid-70s in the afternoon. And we started our trip here. When we arrived in Paducah, <laughs> the alarm, the weather alert 
on my phone went off. And when I picked it up, I saw where the message said that if you drive it, you need to find shelter right away. Because a tornado had been sighted in the area. And my wife said, what was that? I said, it was a weather alert. I wasn't about to tell her what it really said. I said, it's just, you know, storm warning. Because we were on I-24 between Metropolis and Paducah. And the river ahead of us ain't nowhere to pull off. And I knew the moment I told her that a tornado be sighted, she gonna say, you got to pull off this road. Long went off again. And before I could get the phone, she grabbed it. Fortunately, we crossed the bridge, crossed the river into Kentucky, and we were able to take the first Paducah exit. But as I think about sharing with you tonight, I thought about how that is so endemic. That experience is so characteristic of life. Because you can wake up and the sun is shining. You can wake up and the weather is calm. And then you get a phone call yes, at two o'clock in the morning yeah. that'll turn your life yeah. upside down. Yeah. Do the hell with this. Yes. And it may not be a phone call. You may be driving along smoothly. Yeah. And then you go to what you thought was a routine doctor's appointment. Yeah. And when the nurse calls you back, and said, we found something in your test. It can turn your life upside down. And so, my brothers and sisters, that there's a problem here that drives this exclusive invitation. Because there come times in our lives when we just cannot make it by ourselves. No. This young pastor saying, Pastorville doesn't ever get easier. He's having some challenges in his life, in his marriage, in his ministry. I said, no, because God sent storms in our lives. Because see, listen, the alternative is not too attractive. Because if we say the devil can have a free for all of us, and that life can do what it want to do with us without God's permissive will, then none of us can sleep at night. But I have a sense tonight that all day and all night, the angels are watching over me. But I told this young pastor, I said, listen, you ever hear about the oak tree? What you see in a storm is oak tree bending to the force of the wind. Yeah. But what you don't see is that when an oak tree is in a storm, the roots are pushed further down in the ground. Do have a witness here. Yes, sir. And I'm just telling you tonight that I know some of you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know what Andre Crouch sang about when he said, if I never had a problem, I would know God could solve them. I would know what faith in God can do. 
you know you're growing in your walk with the Lord. When on the basis of this exclusive invitation, you start thanking God for your trouble. Because if it had not been for the storm, God can take a storm and use it to bless you. God can take a relationship that's gone south to bring you closer to him. There's a problem that drives this invitation because we all labor at some point and we're heavy laden. But one other thing in the text, there's a promise that distinguishes this exclusive invitation. This is how the passage ends. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I, here it is, I, he points back to himself, cause can't nobody else do it. He said, I will, I will give you rest. And what I want you to know, see the hill, and all who are gathered here tonight yeah. is that God's high wheels are stronger than I can't. Yeah. Some of you came here tonight and you said, I can't do this. I can't handle this relationship. I can't handle this financial crisis. But God's high wheels are bigger and stronger than our I can't. Do you not know that in this passage, the word that's translated rest occurs 12 times in the word of God. That alone is significant because one is the number of S's, two is the number of duplicity, three is the number of revelation, four is the number of grace, five is the number of the law. Eight is the number of new beginning. Let me back up a little bit. Seven is the number of completion. But twelve, but twelve is the number of representation. God is doing something in this text to represent this exclusive invitation. He says, I will give you rest. Most of the times in the King James, it's translated not rest, but refresh. The last occurrence is in the book of Revelation, where it says this, Blessed are the dead, which die in the Lord, from henceforth, says the Spirit, that they may rest. Y'all say rest. Rest from and their works shall follow them. I'm almost through tonight. I had a long drive today. Rushed into the hotel and tried to check in with God about what he wanted me to say in this message. And so I'm telling you tonight, uh, there is a rest. Yes, there is. It's a refresh. More than a the world is taken away. See, when I sat down in front of my computer, every now and then, the icons on my screen get all jumbled around. And I go to the place on my computer where I 
Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.